સુસ્વાગતમ સર્વપ્રથમ રામકૃષ્ણ મઠ મઠાતર્ફે મી આપલા સર્વાંચ સ્વાગત કરતો લવકરચ કિવા હે જે વર્ષ્યા હે દોન હજાર અક્રા દોન હજાર બારા દ स्वामी विवेकानंदानी श्री रामकृष्णांचा बदलता आपले रुद्रयात्रा जो भाव फार सुंदर पनी व्यक्तजर कुठा केला असेल तो तो विशेषता हा तेनी रसलेली आरती जी रामकृष्णा रामकृष्णा मठाचा मिशनचा सर्व शाखा केंद्रातनो संध्याकाली जीत्सा गायन होता अनि तेचा स्प्रारंभ ही स्वामी विवेकानंदानी रामकृष्ण खंडन भवबंधन जग वंदन वंदी तो माए मंजे भवबंधनाच जो खंडन करतो अर्था जो मुक्ति देतो अशात्या भगवंताला जो निर्गुण निराकार सुने ही जो सगुण साकार जाला है गुणमय जाला है त्याला मी वंदन करतो असा भाव स्वामी तेनी लीलेला विविध पत्रात्न ही श्री रामकृष्णांचे विशेई आपला जो भाव तेनी व्यक्त के लेलाते चत्ते मंटात अनंत भावमय श्री रामकृष्ण जसे हीरेला अनंत पहिलू खूब पहिलू अस्तात तशा श्री रामकृष्णांचे दिव्य चरित्रात्से तेचा अध्ययन करतस्तान है जानो तो किति तरी पहिलू आहेत अनि तातलास एक पहिलू अर्थात आज अपलेला मार्गदर्शन करायला इथे उपस्तिता हेत श्रीमत स्वामी वीरभद्रानंद जी महाराज महाराजांची मी थोड़क्यात ओलक करून देतो महाराजानी रामकृष्ण मठाच जे खेत्री इथेल शाखा केंद्र तिथे तेननी रामकृष्ण संगत प्रवेश गेतला अनि तेचनंतर रेगुलरली ते तमिल अनि इंग्लिश में ना तमिल नाडू मधेच असनाही तर भारतात विविध ठिकानी तेना आमंत्रित केला जाता अनि तमिल अनि इंग्लिश भाषेतना आध्यात्मिक विषयांवर अनि विशेषता हा पर्सनालिटी डेवलपमेंट व्यक्तिमत विकास है चावदले ही ते वे � दोन हजार एक साली श्रीलंकेला तैना निमंत्रण दिलागेलो तो अनि तिथे दोन हजार एक साली अनि तैनी तिथे आध्यात्मिक विषयांवर एक व्याख्यान माला ही गुम्फली होती अप्लया रामकृष्ण मठाचा चेन्नई चा शाखा केंद्राकरण ध्याना विषयी मेडिटेशन विषयी तंसे एक पुस्तक पब्लिश झाले लाय प्रकाशित झाले लाय तसत्स मेडिटेशन वर्तेंची एक सीडी ही आहे तेच नाव आहे 
टाय शीर्षक आहे मननम ह्याच्या अगोदर सध्या ते केरळमधल्या हरिपद इथे अध्यक्ष म्हणून आहेत त्याच्या अगोदर दोन हजार सहापासून ते दोन हजार नऊपर्यंत ते मलेशियाला जे रामकृष्ण मठाचं केंद्र आहे त्याचे प्रमुख म्हणून होते स्वामीजींचा आज विषय आहे कृपामूर्ती श्री रामकृष्ण महाराज इंग्लिशमधनं आपले विचार मांडतील आय रिक्वेस्ट रिवेअर श्रीमद स्वामी वीर वीरभद्रानंदजी महाराज टू डिलिव्हर इज लेक्चर थँक्यू नमो भगवते रामकृष्णा ओ नमो भगवते रामकृष्णाणाम्स टू रेवेट स्वामी भवमानजी महाराज and my namaskarams to all of you it has been my practice all along so far not to keep anything in front of me and then talk but the subject of today theme and also the situation i was involved in made me feel that i should keep the paper in front of me and then talk because the theme of today's discussion belongs to a realm which is beyond the purview of our logic intellect and understanding i used to feel that usually i should not give lectures or talks like a college professor or a school teacher having got her subject ready by heart it and then she comes to the class and just vomits it i used to take these lectures as spiritual discourses as a matter for meditation like a mathematics professor coming to the class and solving a problem so that becomes a living experience at least for me but grace for which all of us are extremely anxious and eager is a matter which can be dealt only by god our presence here today both of us meeting is an expression of that grace sitting here to think about the grace of god itself is an expression of god's grace sri ramakrishna's grace few years before i had been in pune the center holds two attractions for me one is the beauty and the charm of the center and secondly the love and affection of revered bhavanji maharaj especially when he gives a beating patting on the back so before i left for malaysia he had told come to pune and after returning to india he had asked me to come 
but I couldn't make that trip at that time, and this time I accepted, and I understood that this is how the grace works. Frequently we propose, and our proposals can be disposed of by God at any time. And when it succeeds, we think that we have proposed and we have succeeded. And when we fail, we normally lay the blame on some other factors without ever thinking that what may be the cause that prompted the divine to postpone this. So in our life, whether we understand it or not, whether we are aware or not, this breeze of God's grace is constantly flowing. It only expresses our inadequacy in understanding that. So slowly we will enter into the subject of Sri Ramakrishna as a Kripa Murthy. Few years before when I had come here, we had discussed the subject about Sri Ramakrishna having two faces. And we also felt that having two faces is a special quality of a politician. In Sri Ramakrishna's case, everything defies definition. He too has two faces. And the one face which we had discussed previously was the sadhana mukham. The face of Sri Ramakrishna as we see him in his image or photo constantly reminding to us that the purpose of human life as totally distinct from the Darwin's theory of evolution which comes up to the biological level, this theory of Sri Ramakrishna that the goal of human life is to realize God takes us above the physiological, biological level and gives an onward and forward push through psychological level to the spiritual heights. And to accelerate that onward movement or push from the biological through psychological to spiritual level, we require a force about which we have no idea, but we constantly feel the need for it. Knowingly or unknowingly, whether you are an atheist or atheist, in each of our life, now and then, we experience some moments of surprise where some force not known to us has come and intervened in our life and we are made to exclaim, Oh my God! So that my God is synonym for Kripa or Divine Grace. Once I had an incident from one of our Swamiji who was in Singapore. They were watching a show by parachute jumpers, para jumpers. That the planes will be flying in the sky and the parachute jumpers, they will jump with their parachute and slowly they will have a dance on the sky. 
So as they were jumping, suddenly one of the jumpers found that its parachute had got stuck up and people below were watching, sitting on the chairs and suddenly others tried to open his parachute but they couldn't open that. And this man was slowly coming down. Just in front of their eyes, a deadly reality was unfolding that a man who had jumped out of the plane, wanted to join the para-jumpers dance troupe, found that his parachute is not opening up and he was coming down. And just as he was about to touch the ground, the entire audience in one voice, they shouted, Oh God! That man fell and immediately died. So that, oh God, that Swamiji was telling, oh, what an amount of meaning it contained, these two words, oh God. So in our life also, situations provoke and prompt us to say, oh God. When there is a crisis, we say, oh God. And suddenly when there is an intervention from an unknown hemisphere, we say, oh God. It's the same, oh God, uttered in two different emotional strains. Sri Ramakrishna also makes us exclaim those words, oh Lord, oh Thakur. And sometimes we say, oh Thakur. Because we have understood that something beyond and behind us has come and saved us. This is the experience of all of us, whether we accept God or not. In the life of Sri Ramakrishna, whose life is a call to the spiritual evolution of mankind, he gives an exemplary exhibition of these two things, the spiritual practices required to evoke and invoke the divine grace. And if we can do the spiritual practices adequately, sincerely, earnestly, then Sri Ramakrishna is constantly waiting to reveal the other face of his, which is the Kripa Mukham. So the sadhana mukham makes the sadhana murti Sri Ramakrishna and the kripa mukham makes the kripa murti Sri Ramakrishna. So these two faces we have to see and enjoy the divine vision of Sri Ramakrishna. At present we just see the image, the photo of Sri Ramakrishna and the two companions with him Mother and Swamiji, they too give out the same message that this age is the age of sadhana. This is sadhana yuga. There is no other alternative. Because this age, this Kali Yuga, in spite of all of us cursing this age, God has bombarded this world in this age with infinite ways of enjoyment. You can enjoy in infinite possible ways. In no other yuga, 
could man get such an opportunity to enjoy pleasure through infinite avenues. You can have marriage in the submarine. You can have marriage in the flying plane, on the ship, land, water, air, anywhere. And even if you are a beggar, you can have a mobile phone. The avenues of enjoyment awarded by God is infinite. And so too, the need for grace must be infinite. As we study the human history, nine incarnations have come and gone. Man is patting his muzzle, the ego muzzle, and he says, you can send hundreds of incarnations. Who cares? My ego muzzle is so strong that I refuse to change. Hundreds of Buddhas, hundreds of Shankaracharyas, Vivekanandas, thousands of Sri Ramakrishna will come. And man says, oh, do you know my strength? How I refuse to change in spite of you are sending nine incarnations. That speaks about the need for the divine grace on us. In spite of the divine messengers populating this earth again and again, it becomes so difficult for us to make a lift in our life, to take a step above the biological level, and then peep into that hemisphere of immortality and drink from the fountains of eternal bliss. Sri Ramakrishna, out of his infinite compassion, has come down this time to this earth and along with all the cable TVs, he has added one more Ramakrishna cable and he says, along with all the enjoyments, Take up one more. That is the Divyananda cable as Sri Ramakrishna is giving to us. Enjoy the divine bliss. We find in the life of Sri Ramakrishna never denying anything to anybody. He is always coming as a source of succor and a source of fulfillment. Whether you are a robber, you are a prostitute, you are a drunkard, you are a dramatist, you are a saint. You need not leave anything. I will come and add something to you, and then the life becomes fulfilled. There is a total blossoming of life. Whether it was Girish Chandra Ghosh, Kalipada, Vinodini, Hazra, or Swami Vivekananda. There is something. So, Sri Ramakrishna is a bonus avatara. He gives an extra bonus. So, this subject of divine grace, about which Sri Ramakrishna himself has been talking again and again in his gospel, is a necessary theme, a need and a must for this age. So, in this twin phases of Sri Ramakrishna, as the sadhana murti, and the Kripa Murti, we find the story of human aspiration trying to ascend to the divine and the story of divine aspiration to descend to the level of human 
and slowly lift the human to the divine level. And there, in that junction of divine grace, we find the union of devotee and God. These two words, sadhana and kripa, are inexpressible words. It can't be separated. Where the human aspiration and the divine inspiration, they come and mingle, leading to spiritual fulfillment or enlightenment. So this forms a junction where the sadhaka, from whom the sadhana starts, and Bhagavan, from whom the Kripa starts. So through the Devi Kripa, the sadhana proceeds, and then this Kripa supplements and complements the strength and weakness. It supplements both the weakness and strength of the sadhaka, leading to spiritual attainment or enlightenment. So at that time we find that all along it has been the divine grace, starting from the level of amoeba to Adam and then to Atma Jnani, the same force has been provoking and prompting us in our onward march. And in this life of Sri Ramakrishna, this has been the special Leela. Apart from all its different qualities, if anything stands out exclusively in his incarnation, it is the bestowing or showering of grace on the devotees, sometimes out of proportion, sometimes without any reason, defying our intellect. And sometimes it makes us simply stunned. How is that Sri Ramakrishna has showered his grace on such personalities? So this age is exclusively the age of Sri Ramakrishna's grace. And we find after superhuman efforts in doing spiritual sadhana and attaining realizations through all the paths of Hindu religion and also through other religion, it became extremely difficult for Sri Ramakrishna to contain and control himself. And the result was that he burst on the Indian and world scene as an explosion of divine grace and humanity. It became so uncontrollable with so many varieties of spiritual realizations filling up his bosom that Sri Ramakrishna used to give vent to his anguish of heart by shouting to the world, where are you? Please come. Come to me, all of you. I am waiting for you. So that he could shower his grace on them. In the Leela of other incarnations, we find devotees thronging towards God, our incarnation. In this life of Sri Ramakrishna, we find Sri Ramakrishna is going towards the devotees. In fact, in Dakshineshwar, once a man came from somewhere else 
and a feast was going on. Seeing the rugged appearance of that man, people who were taking prasad did not allow this man to sit with them and take the prasad. And this man told, man is yet to become man, he is still animal, he is uncultured. They threw him out. This man went, sat near the garbage bin and along with dogs, he started taking the prasad. Seeing him, Sri Ramakrishna's eyes became widely opened. He called Ridhai Ram and told Ridhu, that man is a Paramahamsa. This is something superb, you see. All the devotees in the Dakshineshwar, they simply threw him out of their Pangat. And Sri Ramakrishna told, this man is a Paramahamsa. He sent Ridhai Ram to find out from him, how one can realize God? What are the signs of having obtained knowledge or wisdom? But after that, Sri Ramakrishna came to Divine Mother and told, Oh Mother, don't make a dry, ascetic or dry sadhu like that. I will be with the devotees singing and dancing in the exuberance of spiritual joy and ecstasy. So Sri Ramakrishna wanted the company of devotees. This is something very unusual, you see. So don't think that out of your intelligence or something, you have selected Sri Ramakrishna. Ours is Alpa Buddhi. Our choice is a stupid choice, can be a stupid choice. It is not that iron filings attract magnet. It's magnet that attracts iron filings. It's the other way around. But we all think, do you know I'm a devotee of Ramakrishna? I have taken initiation from Ramakrishna Mat. Ramakrishna Mat Samajana Ulatat Kapan. Maja Parichahitite. So, how we feel so egoistically boosted up, you see? Sri Ramakrishna wanted company. Time is already flowing. By luck, fluke. In Bombay, we used to call fluke. We happen to have something good in us. And Sri Ramakrishna told, at least let us select the best among the worst. So he has brought us here. And he says, if I don't have this company, with whom can I dance and sing and talk about God? So Sri Ramakrishna has chosen us. Tomorrow we will talk about this. How to capitalize on the choice of Sri Ramakrishna. Kabir says regarding this. A samsar heart baniye ki sabjag saude aaye. Chatur maal choguna kina to murak mool gawayo. So if we are chatur, we have got the maal. What is this maal? Prabhu ki kripa. Somehow he has attracted you. Attracted us. If we are chatur, maal choguna kina. Otherwise we become murak mool gawayo. We will lose this fixed deposit of Sri Ramakrishna's grace. So Sri Ramakrishna used to go to the roof of the Kuthiwadi, the owners, proprietors of the Dakshineshwar Kali temple, with his arm outstretched, with his eyes pouring tears, with great anguish in the heart, Sri Ramakrishna used to shout like this, when the temples rang with the sounds of conch's, 
bells, etc., I used to go to the top of the roof of the mansion of the proprietors, being restless on account of the anguish of my heart. I called out at the top of my voice with tears in my eyes, Where are you all, my children? Come, do come, one and all. I cannot rest anymore without seeing you. And my cry filled the whole quarters of the temple. This is something really surprising. Sri Ramakrishna, as the Pujari of Dakshineshwar temple, was so mad after seeking God. He says, the whole universe appeared like painted picture on a canvas. Men appear to be mere shadows. I did not know how the night merged into day and day blossomed into night. My eyelids refused to wink. I couldn't sleep. I became so restless for God. Sri Ramakrishna wept for God. And he saw God. That is the first chapter of his life. After that, Sri Ramakrishna started weeping for devotees. Any avatara we find weeping for devotees? As a sadhaka, he wept for God and his grace. And after becoming an avatara, he started weeping for mankind to shower his grace on them. See, the Leela of our Prabhu, Tulsidas very proudly talks about Sri Rama. We too can talk proudly about our Prabhu Sri Ramakrishna. People used to go to Rama. Accidentally, because he had to go to Vanavas, to the forest, he could meet people. But Sri Ramakrishna had no Vanavas. No necessity to go to any jungle or forest. And he didn't lose his Sita. Sitting there, he was going in search of devotees so that he can shower his grace. Overflowing with grace. The vital question is, what can be the vital question now? What can be the vital question? Because this is not a passive talk. We have to share and enter into the stream of meditation, you see. Huh? Are we ready yet? 75% marks you are getting. Are we ready yet? In the legal parlance, they say justice delayed is justice denied. In the library language, they will say, a book misplaced is book lost. But grace delayed is not grace denied. It is an indication of inadequacy of sadhana on our part. Maybe that God has taken nine steps. The one step that can result in the union between the sadhaka and God has not been taken by us. Fill up the blanks. There is no blanks, only one blank. God has been so compassionate. Thakur is so compassionate. He has given only one blank. 
What is that? One step. What prevents us from taking that one step? This question I leave it to you for meditation. But this call of Sri Ramakrishna is reverberating from that time and it's going on throughout the world and his grace has been falling upon people irrespective of caste, religion, nationality, species, whether the man is good or bad. As an unqualified action, like the moonlight falling on Ganges as well as on gutter, Sri Ramakrishna's grace, Sri Ramakrishna, full of discrimination, but his grace knows no discrimination. Sri Ramakrishna was full of discrimination, Viveka, but his grace knows no discrimination of this. We will take up some of the cases to highlight this special aspect of Sri Ramakrishna's grace. Sri Ramakrishna showered his grace on Dhani Kamarini. During the Yajnopavitam, when one is invested, invested with the sacred thread, the injunctions and the laws require that you should take bhiksha from the same caste, from the Brahmin caste. In spite of all the rules and regulations and the elders sticking on to their own norms, Sri Ramakrishna could break that. See, revolutionaries, Viplavi, they come like that only. They don't come in crowds. Revolution never comes in crowds. It comes through a single man. So Sri Ramakrishna showered his grace on Dhani Kamarini. And what type of Sri Ramakrishna? He belonged to the highest Brahmin caste. And Sri Ramakrishna, who knows no ego, he says regarding his father, when he used to take bath in the pond, all others will come out of the pond so that he can take bath. And when he will chant Gayatri Mantra, his bosom will become red with emotion. And when he will worship Raghuveer, his eyes will be pouring devotional tears. And he never knew how to tell a lie. To such a man, he was born. Sri Ramakrishna was born. So he belonged to the highest caste of the most dignified and allied family of Kamapukur. And look at the tremendous courage. It is not courage, it is the courage of compassion. Courage of grace. And he says, I have come for this purpose. Sri Ramakrishna Avatara Leela is to unlock the treasure house of divine grace. Like the dams, the channels have been put on, and once you unlock the channels, the tidal flow from the dam, it will go ahead. So Sri Ramakrishna wanted to shower the grace 
जाके राके सैया मार सखे ना कोई जाके मारे सैया राख सखे ना कोई वेन गॉड वॉन्ट्स टू प्रोटेक्ट यू नो बडी कैन किल एंड ही फी वॉन्ट्स टू किल नन कैन प्रोटेक्ट अस एंड वेन ही वॉन्ट्स टू कन्वे आर शवर इज ग्रेस ऑल द विलेज एल्डर्स बिकेम साइलेंट दे कूडंट टेल एनीथिंग एंड श्री रामकृष्ण शवर इज ग्रेस ऑन धनी कमारिणी एंड रसिक मेथर who was a scavenger bhangi whose toilet or the drain sri ramakrishna cleaned with his own hair in our meditation i used to pray oh lord has my heart has become so dirty so vulgar than the drain of rasik mehtar that you don't come and sit inside cleaning my heart you could clean rasik mehtar's drain after chanting your name has my heart not yet purified so sri ramakrishna conferred his choicest blessings on rasik mehtar and you know in those days bhangis were untouchable god also is untouchable is it not asparsha yoga this is a famous asparsha yoga of mandukya karika god is an untouchable rasik mehtar also is untouchable god is untouchable because man cannot touch god rasik mehtar was untouchable because nobody wanted to touch him if nobody wants to touch you god will touch you if i am not touched by anything in this world god says that man is worth my touch the divine touch and sri ramakrishna touched him and when rasik mehtar was about to depart from this world our prabhu came and appeared and released him from this bhava bandhan something miraculous you see how sri ramakrishna place if you can take it as a ordinary thing it is ordinary thing it is like the value of diamond which sri ramakrishna explains if you are a brinjal seller at the most you can give 25 kg of brinjal for the diamond similarly you can view this incident as an ordinary insignificant incident but if i am a diamond merchant if my heart is purged of all impurities if i am a real sadaka then i will see god's play of grace everywhere otherwise what is there to be so infatuated or attracted with sri ramakrishna in the last lecture in the sadhana murti i told that krishna and rama had aishwarya ajan bahu arvind dalayat akshanetram and krishna so beautiful so charming and sri ramakrishna looks like our own grandfather nothing to enchant us ajoba but there is something is it not churning our heart and whether you are a indian whether you are a christian whether you are a muslim or you belong to other countries men women good bad educated uneducated rich poor weak strong dacoit thief saint sinner politicians priest all are attracted to sri ramakrishna something mysterious we will come to this point tomorrow what is it that attracts sri ramakrishna to us what is it that attracts us to sri ramakrishna so rasik mehtar is an example where it proves that the grace of sri ramakrishna is unqualified 
there is no qualification for that. So it falls on people belonging to any caste. We come to nationality, language. Does Sri Ramakrishna's grace confine itself to only Bengal or those who speak Bengali language alone? That will make grace confined to regionalism. It's confined only to this. Mumbai is for like that, they used to tell. So Sri Ramakrishna's grace is not, it's not a Bengali grace. There was a lady in Gujarat who was suffering from some ailments. And by this incident, we can understand that Sri Ramakrishna's grace is beyond Desha Kala Nimitta, time, space, and causation. His grace is even now working. It's a living presence. Whenever that lady used to feel some sort of pain or inconvenience in her body, a holy man used to appear near her cot and used to look at her with great compassion and pity. She was wondering, who is this man? What makes him interested in me? And this vision she used to have now and then. One day the pain became acute and she found it impossible to tolerate. I bear the pain. And this man again came near her cot. And this time he not only looked at her, two drops of tears fell from his eyes. And as the tears fell down, the pain disappeared. This brain, our skull is so tough, you know. It becomes difficult to push things inside to make it understand. And the disease disappeared forever. And this lady was surprised. Who was this man? My own relatives. They never bothered about this disease. This unknown stranger. From which hemisphere he comes, nobody knows. He had come and cured me. She was having connection with some other Swami. Belonging to some other ashrama. So one day she had gone to the ashrama and she narrated this story. Maharaj, one man used to come to me and today he came and he wept for me. See, first he wept for Kali, now he is weeping for mankind. And moment he shed tears, my disease disappeared. And as the Swamiji was taking her inside the ashrama, suddenly she, her eyes fell on a, f a picture. I told Maharaj, this is that man, this is that man. Oh, this is the Paramahamsa Ramakrishna of Bengal. Oh, this is Ramakrishna Paramahamsa of Bengal. But then for what purpose did he come to me? Then the Swami smiled and he told, he will get something done through you for the welfare of mankind. Well, is it so? Simultaneously in other place, there was a group of young boys under the auspices of Vivekananda Bhajan Mandali, they were conducting bhajans. This temple, that temple, this place, that place, they couldn't get any suitable permanent place where they could conduct their weekly bhajans. And this lady's palace, she was the queen of Limdi, Rani of Limdi, it caught fire. The library portion of the palace caught fire. And somebody from the Bhajan Mandali told, why don't you ask that library building for us, we can go and do bhajans. Yes, Rani will give her palace for you to do bhajans, you young chaps. 
you have got so much of audacity to go and ask for the queen's palace. And on that day night, look at the miraculous play of Sri Ramakrishna's grace. In front of us, here, now it is happening. A.J. Mundi, this is refusing to understand that. On that day, the leader of the Bhajan Mandali had a dream and it looked, it was the voice of Vivekananda. Ask and it shall be given. Three times he heard the voice and next day he went to the queen, Rani of Limudi, and he told, we are Vivekananda, Bhajan Mandali people. Can you kindly give that library building to us? And he told, Vivekananda was Sri Ramakrishna's disciple. And then Rani understood why Sri Ramakrishna had come. Fantastic, is it not? And that is how Limbidi Center has come to us now. This is how the Limbidi Center, not that we Swamis and you are working, Prabhu himself is working. And when he works, the range, the magnitude, it is so powerful. We make so much efforts to create a center Sri Ramakrishna's just mere sankalpa, Limbadi Center has come. So this is where, irrespective of whether you are a Maharashtrian, Marathi, or Gujarati, or Punjabi, or a Tamilian, the grace of Sri Ramakrishna flows. Irrespective of religion, we can take one example. One day Sri Ramakrishna was going on a horse carriage, suddenly heard a call, Ya Khuda, Ya Allah! Hey, Mere Priyatham, this is the call of the devotee to God. And Sri Ramakrishna is neither Allah, nor Ram, nor Rahim, nor Krishna, nor Rama. He is a combination of the divine. Hearing that, Sri Ramakrishna felt that somebody is calling him. He stopped the horse carriage, jumped out of it, ran to that Darga and embraced that Muslim who was calling on God with tears in his eyes. Sri Ramakrishna showered his grace on him. I had seen that broken darga when I was a brahmachari in training center. Something amazing, you see. In those times to go and hug a Muslim, he is calling Allah. And Sri Ramakrishna says, yes, sir. Rama, yes, sir. Titwala Ganapati, yes, sir. You call any name, Sri Ramakrishna will say, yes, sir. So, Sri Ramakrishna's grace is a cosmic answer for earnest spiritual endeavor. Now, nationality. Does he confer his grace only on Indians? There was a man who had never seen Sri Ramakrishna. His name was Orlando. Through one of the French books, he had come to know about Sri Ramakrishna. One day, Sri Ramakrishna suddenly appeared in front of him. And he told, my son will come and help you. He was simply amazed, surprised. He had connection with the Christian father and he told, in the Bible it has been given that my father's mansion has many rooms. So maybe this is a vision from one of the rooms of his father's mansion that another God has come and spoken to him. And Few days later, when he was taking bath in a pond, something wonderful, you see. What is the muhurtam? Subalagne, Savdhan, 
the shuvalagna came he was taking bath arlindo was taking bath suddenly from the pond another man emerged we would have been frightened beyond our wits swami brahmananda came out of the pond in brazil can you imagine it's happening now in this kali yuga i am the son of sri ramakrishna sri ramakrishna has sent me to you and you will have to do some work for the children of this area in brazil you see desha kala nimitta does not hold any bar for sri ramakrishna's grace where is dakshineshwar where is india kolkata and where is brazil and how many years before not only sri ramakrishna the entire gang the entire set of devotees brahman ji came and they had organized an orphanage type of institution for the poor children of those areas and they found it was difficult to get water for those children they were dugging here and there and one day brahman ji again came and told you dig your well here and you will get water and even now they are getting water see this is the grace of sri ramakrishna which is frontierless we'll take up the next item does sri ramakrishna's grace limit itself to human species alone or to some other species also one day when there was heavy downpour in kamapukur all the ponds were flooded Sri Ramakrishna and Hridaya Ram had gone out and Hridaya was casting his net to catch fishes and as Sri Ramakrishna was standing suddenly a big fish the entire family came to Sri Ramakrishna's feet and it was going on circling Sri Ramakrishna's feet look at the intelligence of the fish compared to that fish where are we even after eating fish we don't get anything inside our brain sri ramakrishna took that fish and the entire family let it on other side and in a silent gesture so that the fishes will not be disturbed sri ramakrishna signaled to hriday it has taken shelter under my feet don't harm it leave it so the different dimensions of sri ramakrishna and his grace does he confer his blessings on good people and bad people as well yes it's so bewildering and baffling that a bad man he is getting the grace of god how when we have done so much punyam so much merit has been done by us this is where it defies our definition and understanding our logic becomes insignificant in front of grace jagadamba dasi she was also suffering from some disease sri ramakrishna conferred his grace on her and the result was the entire disease came on his body and sri ramakrishna suffered in his play of extending this grace sri ramakrishna used to visit many people and one of the houses to which he used to go was yoginma sri ramakrishna used to come and dance sometimes the clothes will fall off like shiva 
he becomes Digambara. And they say, so all these people are sitting here, Sri Ramakrishna comes like a madman, talks this thing, that thing. Suddenly he dances, the clothes fall off his body. All these things, it look very indecent and impolite, you see. So Yogin Ma's brother, his name is, he had arranged a ruffian, a rowdy, to injure Sri Ramakrishna. Hira Lal was the brother of Yogin Ma. Like nowadays, we are having contract killers and quotation killers. If you want to harm anybody, give 10,000, only the right hand will be cut. If you want both hands to be cut, give them 20,000. Entire man to be finished, 75 or 1 lakh. So this Hira Lal Yogin Ma's brother had arranged a ruffian. He was standing waiting to harm Sri Ramakrishna, to hit him. And as Sri Ramakrishna came and he started speaking, hearing the nectar-like words, the ruffians, the rowdy's mind totally changed. He fell at the feet of Sri Ramakrishna and he told, Oh Lord, please forgive me. Sri Ramakrishna asked, For what? Forgiveness for what? I heard another version of the story. How far it is authentic, I don't know. But it's more gripping and attractive that Sri Ramakrishna had come to the house of Yogin Ma and this man was waiting below so that after the spiritual discourse, bhajans and dancing, Sri Ramakrishna will come, behind him the devotees will come, he will stab or hit Sri Ramakrishna and run away. And as the singing was going on, bhajans were going on in the house without the expectation of this robber, Manmatha, Sri Ramakrishna suddenly comes down and this man was standing with his well-built body. With one single finger, Sri Ramakrishna touched his muscles and told, Oh, what a muscle! What strength! You are going to hit me? Just he touched him with his one finger. You are going to hit me? Ah, oh, no, 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 no! I am not going to hit you, O oh Lord! See the transformation. Thousand years of darkness in a room. If you bring the light, Sri Ramakrishna says, instantaneously the darkness vanishes. Manmatha, the rowdy, the ruffian, wanted to harm Sri Ramakrishna. So much power and strength, just a mere touch from the finger of Sri Ramakrishna. He went to Dakshineshwar. Sri Ramakrishna gave his photo and he told you, worship him. Is it not fascinating and tempting to become a rowdy than to be a devotee? If it is so easy to get the blessings and grace of Sri Ramakrishna, this is how Hiranyakashipu, Hiranyaksha, Ravana all did. But it is not an easy job to become a rowdy or a ruffian. It requires tremendous strength to become a robber, you know, to become a murderer. Sri Ramakrishna gave his photo and he told, now you worship. This man became mad after Sri Ramakrishna. Went on shouting, Ho Priyanath, Ho Priyanath, Ho Priyanath. Did not utter one word. Took the photo, simply ran out of that room and on the banks of Ganges, I heard that he used to simply roam here and there shouting, Hey Priyanath, Hey Priyanath, where are you? And uttering this name of Sri Ramakrishna, he passed away. Something marvelous, is it not? So touching, you see. But we don't know what he had done previously to deserve this grace. 
So this is how we find the grace of Sri Ramakrishna flowing on one and all without any discrimination. One incident from the life of Holy Mother corroborates this fact that Sri Ramakrishna has come exclusively for showering his grace on humanity. I think 10-20 minutes more we can take because we have to enjoy the grace of Sri Ramakrishna. The prasad. Grace means prasad. Holy Mother was sitting on the steps leading towards Ganges. As she was just brooding over something, suddenly Sri Ramakrishna came from behind her and merged into Ganges. And she was so much surprised. What is happening? She was taken by surprise. Before she could understand what is happening, as Sri Ramakrishna came, entered into the Ganges and merged, from nowhere Swami Vivekananda appeared. And suddenly taking the water of Ganges, into which Sri Ramakrishna's divine image merged, shouting, Jai Ram Krishna, Jai Ram Krishna, Swami Vivekananda splashed and sprinkled this water on thousands of people standing there. Mother understood that day, Sri Ramakrishna has become Muktiwari, Kripavari. Just by the sprinkle of Sri Ramakrishna's name, you can be liberated. And all those people on whom, as the Kumbhabhishekam temple inauguration would have been done, you would have found somebody from above sprinkling this water, is it not? That is grace of Sri Ramakrishna. And on whomsoever the water fell, they all were liberated. Mother saw this. Then she understood the whole purpose of the advent of Sri Ramakrishna. He has come exclusively to liberate Vikshane Mohajai. Just by the corner glance, need not stare at you or look at us. Just by the corner glance, kataksh, kone se dekhne se ho jata hai. Pura dekhne se kya hoga, diwana ban jayega. So Sri Ramakrishna can impart madness to us. Is it not through his grace? He was mad. People called him mad. He made Manmatha also mad. So here mother tells that Sri Ramakrishna has come exclusively for this. And mother was convinced and for a few days she could not step into Ganges. So Sri Ramakrishna is Muktiwari, Kripavari. In those days, Sri Ramakrishna had sent this Muktiwari to different countries, giving expression to this grace of Sri Ramakrishna. Kazi Nazrul, the famous Muslim poet of Bengal, he writes, Pathale Deshe Deshe Rishi Punya Tirtho Vari Kalash. He has sent to different countries Rishi. How they are? Punya Tirtha Vari Kalash. What is that Punya Tirtha? It is a Ramakrishna Vari, the Kripa Vari, the Mukti Vari. If it is sprinkled on you, how that can be sprinkled on us? One is the center in Pune. That is a sprinkling of Sri Ramakrishna's grace, is it not? One is Swami Bhaumanandaji, Rajendra Maharaj, all these Swamijis. They are another sprinkling. Then there is a bookstall where we can take the Kathamrita, Vachanamrita, complete works. That is another sprinkling. 
than meeting the sadhus of Ramakrishna Martin Mission. Not only that, even devotees are also the sprinkling of Sri Ramakrishna's grace. Coming in contact with one devotee, another man came in contact with Ramakrishna Mutt. He became an ardent devotee and asked him, What happened to your friend who brought you to Ramakrishna Mutt? I don't know. Last one year I am not able to see him. But this man has become a staunch devotee of Sri Ramakrishna. One friend who brought the Swami who is speaking to you, he gave me the life of Sri Ramakrishna when I was in college in Mumbai. For the first four years, I never touched that book. And he told, Sala, Then one day he told, Arati road me. And in Marathi, this word Arati is the name of many girls, you know. I said, Arati is your girlfriend, Arati is your girlfriend. I disliked this word Arati at that time. Afterwards, I have joined Ramakrishna Mutt and he has gone somewhere else. So how the sprinkling of the water, you see, through him the grace has come and as the water fell, we become purified, you see. We are liberated. So mother saw that vision that Sri Ramakrishna has come to sprinkle this grace on all of us. What after all is this grace? Every time I think about this grace, I feel it is like maya. Anirvachaniyam. You cannot express, though you experience it. Now and then we experience, but when you try to translate in, into your own words, you fail miserably. Because when grace comes, you are not there. That just for a split second or for a moment, there is a suspension of ego and the grace comes. We become so helpless, oh Lord. In that helplessness, the ego has been punctured for a moment and suddenly the grace enters. Maybe that after the work has succeeded, we can take up the ownership rights over the grace until I have done it. Or we come and tell that, oh God has saved us somehow. So we are absent when the grace comes. So it becomes difficult for us to announce the time of grace. And therefore it becomes difficult for us to capture and interpret what is grace. There must be the suspension of ego for the time being. However fraction of a second it may be. So grace becomes very difficult for us to explain. This is the grace of God. And what is its nature? Sri Ramakrishna says, like a child, unpredictable. What a child will do at what time, it becomes very difficult to predict for us. As I was coming from Chennai to Pune by flight, one small baby girl entered and I thought she's such a smart girl. And I was showing, waving her and everything. After sitting inside the plane, she started making such a hell of noise and mischief, weeping and doing so many things. Then I thought, I thought that this girl was a very smart and intelligent girl. What has happened to her? Sri Ramakrishna says, God, God's grace also is unpredictable like that. He gives an example that the child has something valuable in his hand. You go and ask, it will not give. Just a moment later, somebody will give you a candy and the child will hand it over to them. Man. 
so to god also is showering his grace in such a way that it becomes difficult for us to understand the nature of grace shankaracharya says ahetu nanyan i don't have any other words except telling ahetu shanta mahantu nivasanti santa vasantavat lokahitam charantaha why does spring season bring joy and festivity in the atmosphere why do rivers give water why do jasmine gives its fragrance why does sun gives its light and bees the honey they say ahetu nanyan apitarayantaha they have no reason illogical we all want to be logical scientific systematic grace is illogical veda veda mantatna grace also is a veda or you call it vedi so the nature of grace is like that one man who was indulging in the shava sadhana he was practicing shava sadhana one day he saw that somebody else was preparing everything for that shava sadhana suddenly a tiger has come pounced upon him and took him away everything was ready he came down from the tree moment he sat on the corpse dead body the shava and started doing japa the divine mother appeared and told ask a boon that fellow was very intelligent how is that i didn't do anything and i got your vision mother but this man who had arranged for the entire puja the ritual of shava sadhana he was taken away by the tiger the divine mother smiled you too have been taken away by the tiger many times before my son so it is not that divine grace though it is unconditional or illogical it is not foolish you cannot play or cheat divine grace and take from the lord or snatch away from the lord just as snatching a laddu or a toffee from a child's hand there is something inexplicable something mysterious in that is it necessary that we should have this grace in our life is there anything that makes grace inevitable in life or can we dispense of with divine grace as we look at ourselves everything is finite and limited in us all the indriyas the body the mind the intellect and the ego if it wants to understand the divine which is infinite and unlimited it will be an effort equal to taking a 10 liter vessel and trying to hold the indian ocean inside it can a 10 liter vessel hold indian ocean inside it but the proof that here and now iha eva in this body there have been thousands of people who have realized god indicates the necessary presence of divine grace in the life of human being otherwise how is the finite is holding the infinite infinite in, in itself can the finite hold the infinite in itself khandame akhando ko pakad sakte hain kya because if the ocean enters a 10 liter vessel the vessel will be shattered and broken if a thousand volt power comes into this bulb immediately it will be fused we too can get fused and confused 
but that people are realizing god indicates the inevitability of grace in human life otherwise the vessel will get drowned in the ocean it cannot hold it how this form is holding the formless hundreds of saints are expressing their joy in that so there is a necessity for holding this grace as an inevitable thing in life in gita they say so many factors are essential for our life for successful completion of anything and krishna says one is adhishthanam tatha karta karanam cha prithagvidam vividansha prithak chesta and a man of krishna stature is telling like this uddhare atmanatmanam in one strain he says lift yourself by yourself and next he says adhishthanam tatha karta karanam cha prithagvidam vividansha prithak chesta daivam chaivatra panchamam the fifth factor that daivam is the divine grace having done all things something is missing that missing that is a divine grace that makes the whole thing full otherwise if that is not that it becomes difficult in spite of your effort it is like the spaceship in the beginning the gravitational pull the pull of the earth keeps this spaceship from going up and with tremendous grit and force the space ship will go up after crossing the orbit of the earth comes the most enigmatic phase in the voyage of the spaceship what we call as a trishanku swargam in between the gravitational pull of the earth and the gravitational pull of the moon there is a plane where there is no pull or no attraction or no force it is a very difficult movement for anybody to manipulate the spaceship <coughs> even in the life of a spiritual aspirant we find it what they call as dark night of the soul we have made our efforts and divine grace has not come ab kya kare what shall we do now maraj last so many years we have been doing nothing is happening that nothing is happening period is the most enigmatic phase if god's grace is there like the space ship crossing that vacuum and just entering into the orbit of the moon moment it touches the orbit of the moon the attraction or the pull from the moon's side takes the ship and makes it land on the moon so in our life also up to a particular step we go after that we are also confused ab kya karna hai what shall we do now at that moment that is a junction the particular shubhalagna god is waiting now he says now i will pick up man wants to ascend he has ascended to his level now divine also has an aspiration to descend to man's level and pick him up and then the union of god and devotees take place so this is what is required for this no matter how our sadhana you may do how much japam or meditation you may do unless the desires are absolutely rooted out it is impossible to get nirvana but sri ramakrishna says even if the room be dark for thousands of years if suddenly unknowingly somebody brings a lamp the room is lighted up 
So that is the work of the divine grace, how it lights up our life. This divine grace takes different faces and approaches us. One of the face is the face of God, which we call as Devi Kripa and Bhagavad Kripa or Ishwar Kripa. In the life of many saints, we find the grace of God. In the life of Sri Ramakrishna, we find all his gurus coming to him unsought. And whatever he wanted for sadhana, all the materials came to him. He wanted to build a small hut, the poles, the rope and the knife all came floating on the Ganges. So Sri Ramakrishna's life we find has been an expression, a story where God has showered his grace and as God Sri Ramakrishna also is showering his grace. In the life of Markandeya, though his lifespan was only 16 years, we find God coming and showering his grace in the form of another 16 years. So God's grace we can see in the life of many saints. In the life of Sridhar Swami, who wrote the Gita Bhashyam, as he was about to renounce and take to the holy vows, he saw a baby child is in his house. Now what can we do? Who will take care of this child? So he was in a perplexed mood. At that time, a small egg of the lizard fell down. As it fell and it opened up, a small baby lizard came out. And within few seconds, as he was just stunned because of the fall, it was sitting quiet. And Sridhar Swami saw that after a few seconds, the lizard just popped up, shot in front and caught hold of an insect and ate it. The illumination came to Sridhar Swami. If lizard can have his provisions ready, why not my human baby? If God can take care of an orphan lizard, will my child become orphan? And Sridhar Swami renounced. So how the grace of God comes in the human life and makes the whole life divine. This is Bhagavad Kripa. There is another Kripa, the avenue, through which most of us get the God's grace. That is Guru Kripa. God himself manifests as Guru and through Guru he gives his Kripa. In Rajasthan they used to say, Guru Meharban to Chela Pahalwan. Guru Meharban to Chela Pahalwan. With Sri Ramakrishna behind him, the voice without a form, Vivekananda captured the West. Guru Meharban, Thakur Meharban to Swamiji Pahalwan. So much strength you get because of the Guru's grace. And in the life of Swami Adbhutanandaji, absolutely unlettered, and he became a Brahmagyani. This is real Guru's grace. If you read Tulsi Ramayana, we find the life of Kakabushandi, in whose life Guru's grace and God's grace, they mingle and form such a wonderful drama. In the beginning, he insulted his Guru and God wanted to curse him. And Guru composed his stotra on God and God became pleased. He told, don't curse my disciple, see the Guru's grace. What a magnanimous soul, Kakabushandi is Guru. He told, don't curse, oh my Lord, he's my son. And afterwards, clearing the curse, he met Lomeshamuni. And he was interested in Nirakara Dhyanam, and he was arguing about Sakara Dhyanam. And Lomeshamuni also cursed. You have got a Kakabuddhi going on arguing in a perverted way. And then Lord came and told, no, no, don't do that, he's my devotee. 
and Kakavushandi kept that body of a crow forever. See how Guru's grace and God's grace in the life of Kakavushandi combines in a very sweet and wonderful way. Then comes the usual kripa which all of us are experiencing, Sant kripa, Sadhuon ki kripa. Sadhakon ki kripa. Sant means not only sannyasis, it can be a householder also. Sadhu means a good person. One who has got some rapport with the divine. One who is doing regular sadhana. There was a man in Rajasthan. On the day of Janmashtami, as Sri Krishna's statue was being taken on the road, they were going on a procession singing Jai Nandalala, Jai Gopala. And another monk was going, on with, going along with him. And he, this man, by the name Hari Singh, he told, why people are going on worshipping these mud images and simply telling Jai Nandalala, Jai Gopala? Suddenly this monk patted, Hari Singh, Nandalala ko deko. Look at Nandalala. Moment this monk touched. That was the touch of Ramakrishna's grace through Swami Vivekananda. Vivekananda touched Hari Singh. Hari Singh, look at Nandalala. Immediately he says, it was not mud, real Sri Krishna. And Hari, Hari Singh started shedding tears by the mere touch. This is Sant Kripa. Coming in contact with any Swamis, suddenly the whole life changes, is it not? It's our own experience. Come in contact with any of the Ramakrishna Mat Swamis or any Swamis. Sajjana Sangati Kshanamapi Eka Bhavati Bhavarnavatarane Nauka. Contact with any Swami. Anytime, anybody's life can change. It's all happening and India is a special playground for this. There was another dacoit who came across another saint, Narad Maharishi. Immediately touched. Just he told, tell this Rama, he told, no, I can say only Mara. Jo Ram ko Mara bala, o Mara Ram se. Ram ne usko Mara. He became Valmiki, the great composer of Ramayana. Sant Kripa comes to us in this way. There is another Kripa called Shastra Kripa. Because scriptures are one of the avenues for approaching God, for spiritual realization. As we intently read, putting our entire mind and soul into the Shastras, Shastras also reveal themselves. There are hundreds of stories. One simple story we will take from the life of Swamiji, where one of the Pandit Narayan Shastri was trying to explain to him the Sanskrit grammar. The Vyakaran Shastra. Panditji could not make Swamiji understand that. Swamiji himself sat resolving that he will try to understand. The entire personality flowed like one stream. Either it was Ashtadhyaya or Panini's Mahabhashya, I think. And within three hours, the entire Vyakaran Shastra revealed itself to Swamiji. So this is the grace of Shastra. It can happen to us when we read Vachanamrita also. Put your mind sincerely. I have seen many Swamis, whenever there is a crisis, they don't try to think. Simply they go, open the Vachanamritam, and then they read. On that page, whether Sri Ramakrishna has given any solution. Don't go to Jyotish. Don't see the stars this week. Open the Vachanamrit. If Sri Ramakrishna has told anything, listen to that. So this is how the Shastra Kripa works. Lastly comes the most vital avenue of Kripa. Guru Krishna Vaishnav Tiner Kripa Holo. 
Guru's grace you got, Krishna's grace, God's grace you got, Sant Kripa, Vaishnav's grace also you got, Monir Kripa Vina Jeev Jhare Khare Gelo. Because your mind did not support, the grace of the mind was not available, the entire life was spoiled. I joined under one Swamiji from Maharashtra, Swami Pujanji Maharaj, who was the head of the Ketri Center and he was the head of the Jaipur Center. He used to explain the Shastras to me. One day he told, you see, the life is so strange, so full of funny facts. He had joined in the Kankal Ashrama, along with him one more person. He was a doctor, MBBS, Dr. Gaur. And after two or three years, he was speaking to this Swamiji. Acha Prabhakar Maharaj, we all have joined after reading the Vachanamrita and complete works of Swamiji. Well, ah, yes. You have read complete works? Well, yes. Nehru also has read complete works. Mahatma Gandhi also has read complete works. Well, yes. Man like Nehru and Gandhiji, after reading complete works and uh, uh, gospel, our Sharadeshananji used to go and read gospel to Gandhiji daily. Gandhiji used to listen. They could not get vairagya renunciation and I have got it. That means don't you think something's wrong with my brain? Fantastic. What a logic. Prabhakar Maharaj told, I am not able to understand what you are talking. No, Nehru and Gandhiji, they have read complete works and Vachanamrit, Gospel of Sri Ramakrishna. Such brains... Such smart people, they did not get the spirit of renunciation after reading Swamiji. And I, ordinary doctor, Gaur, I have got renunciation. Don't you think there is something wrong with me? And he left. There was another man in Bengal who was a very rich man. He used to take evening walk, how you know? By going on the Ganges with a boat. We walk on the road, he used to row on the Ganges. As he was going, it was evening time, twilight, and on the banks of Ganges, there were so many huts. One of the small girls, she was telling her mother, Mother, it is becoming evening. Bela hoegeche. Basanai agundav. Mother, it has already become late. Set fire to the vessels. Basan means vessel. Basanai agundav means set fire to the vessel, means start the oven and finish your cooking. Other meaning of the word vasana means desire. Lala Babu just heard, Bela hoegeche, basanai agundav. Oh my Lord, the evening of my life has come. Still I have not set fire to my desires. Take the boat to Brindavan. Finished. Then and there, this is real Moner Kripa. So if Moner Kripa opens its gate, Sant Kripa, Vaishnav's Kripa, Guru's Kripa, Shastra Kripa, all the Kripa will come to us. Now, already I am going beyond the time limit. What are the conditions for grace? To seek this grace, what all things we should do? The first thing we should understand is, this is a famous proverb from Tamil Shaiva saints. Avan arulale, avan tarvanangi. By his grace, I am worshipping his feet. The very fact that I am thinking of God, is nothing but expression of his own grace. The next factor required for that is egolessness. Because ego is such a small container and it is highly brittle and flimsy. 
you put half a liter milk in the plastic packet, immediately the plastic packet breaks, you cannot hold it. You should have a strong container. And ego is such a brittle container and can create such a confusion, whatever God does, it may think I am doing. And by the very definition I am doing, it will limit the effect of the grace. What can you do? If you, I can do, I could have taken a body like Vivekananda. I could have had an intelligence like Shankaracharya. I could have had devotion like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But I am not able to do anything. We will discuss about this on the last day, Naham Tuhum. So this ego is one of the factor, speed breaker for the grace. Even if it comes, it will prove as a hurdle, as an obstacle for the working of the grace. The second condition required is eradication, not of poverty or illiteracy, but of desires. How to eradicate desires? Try to slowly eradicate. We have to take it up as a project if we are serious. If I have to get the government loan, I have to do the necessary things. If I have to get the divine grace, what all the conditions I should do? I should fulfill. You have to eradicate the desires. There is no other way. Maybe after the grace coming to you, it may fulfill all your desires. But now you have to eradicate because all these desires will dilute your desire for grace. One day one man was being asked, Are aaj dood nahi diya? He forgot to mix milk in the water. Totally full of water. So if having desires, if you seek grace, it will be for the fulfillment of your desires, not for the divine purpose. Then you should have intense earning, earnest, intense seeking for the divine, Vyakulata. Along with that restlessness, we should have the patience. Like Shabari, Sri Ramakrishna used to tell the story of two devotees whom Narada met. And they asked Narada, I had gone to Vaikuntha, how long it will take for our God realization? One man was told, it may take few years. So many years it will take. And the other man who was sitting under a tamarind tree, he was told, as many leaves are there on this tree, that many births are years. Oh, my reservation is being done. Maybe the lakhs of years, but at least you have come to a conclusion that I will be liberated. And then he heard a voice, you are liberated now itself. If you don't have patience, we become patients. We are also impatient, so restless. This restless mind, ashantasya kutasukam, we cannot get the grace of God. In addition to that, along with Vyakulata, we should have self-effort. Like Vishwamitra, commanding and demanding the grace of God, like Swami Vivekananda. So much of self-effort has been done, it's really commanding the grace of God. And God cannot resist. So much of effort has been done by Him that God is forced to shower His grace. Then, total self-surrender. It is not the type of surrender that man did. One day a man was being hit by some people and Narayana from the Vaikuntha got up to save that devotee. And again he came back and sat down on his chair. 
Lakshmi asked Prabhu, he had just got up, went for some work and came back without finishing it. Yes, one of my devotees was being manhandled, I wanted to save him. Then why did you come back? He had picked up a brick himself. So he himself is ready to assault. So what is the need for me? Is it not? So in the trying times of crisis, what is your action? Are you taking up a brick? Or are you keeping quiet, silently suffering all the turmoils? They say Krishna never let out the cloth for Draupadi till she lifted both the hand. First she was lifting one hand and telling, Oh Krishna, Oh Krishna. I told one hand is still down, holding on to the sari. When both the hands went up, there is no more alternative. You are the only refuge. Krishna says, now I shall give. Otherwise, she will book everything in her account. Is it not? Now booking so many things in their account is going on all throughout India. Where, which amount is going, nobody knows. So Krishna told, everything should be booked in my account only. Draupadi, raise both your hands. So moment Draupadi raised, another sign of evoking and digesting the grace is like the frog. Once Lakshmana had put the arrow on the earth and as the arrow was picked up, there was a blood stain. Rama asked Lakshmana, what happened? What is the cause of this blood stain? And as the ground was dug, it was found that there was a frog which was pierced through the point of the arrow. Rama took the frog and asked, why did you not react? He told, when everybody assaults me, I call Rama. When Ram Ban itself is hitting me, whom can I call? I take it as your own grace. Rame Richa. God himself is doing. So why should I bother? Immediately Rama's eyes were filled with compassion and he blessed the frog. So in our life, when trouble comes, what do we do? Maharaj, I have taken mantra diksha, I have prayed to Thakur, but still I am getting all this trouble. Is suffering a sign of presence of grace or absence of grace? What? How? Don't think I will accept this answer as right. You have to check it. And it may not be also. Because grace is unconditional. When there is suffering, it necessitates us to think of God. You all know the story of the butterfly. Is it not? There was a small worm and the school teacher was showing the experiment how a small worm larva becomes a butterfly. The larva enters into the cocoon, then slowly the cocoon bursts out and then it comes out as a butterfly. So as she was explaining, she had gone inside to take up some specimens of butterflies to show to them. In the meantime, one of the boy who was in the mulberry field, this was a practical field lesson, he saw that one of the cocoon has broken a little and one butterfly was trying to eject itself out, trying to come out. And in a small portion, a small portion of the wing had developed, he thought, let me help this butterfly and simply broke open the cocoon. Little more portion of the wing developed and it fell down. And as soon as the teacher came, he told, teacher, teacher, what? Today I have done something out of mercy. 
something good act, a charitable act I have done. What? I have helped this uh, larva. I have broken the cocoon. Instead of it breaking, taking all the trouble to break the prison house, I have broken it for it. But after half an hour, I find that it is not still becoming a butterfly and flying freely. Then the teacher told my dear son, you have done something quite damaging. That cocoon is not a prison, nor is it a suffering inflicted by God. As the larva, the worm is trying to break the cocoon, the body secretes particular chemical thing that develops as a wing and the cocoon breaks out. So why did you break that cocoon? By that the wings have been clipped now. It cannot fly. So the sufferings are for our evolution. We go on trying to kick, kick it and there is a spiritual secretion inside. And through that spiritual secretion, as we behold the sufferings, there is an evolution of the souls. In the first page of Karma Yoga of Swamiji, you will read, it was poverty that brought the inner fire more than the riches. It was misery that brought the inner strength more than the joys of life. So the suffering and poverty, sorrow is the shadow of God. This world is impermanent. God alone is permanent. And God has left his shadow in the form of sorrow in this impermanent world. As the sorrow chases you, you run trying to take shelter at the feet of divine Lord. So suffering is an indication of God's grace on us. That is why Kunti told constantly, give me suffering. One of the Christian had died and he had gone to heaven. And God patted him on the shoulder and he told, My dear son, before we take you to our abode, God's mansion, just look at the voyage you have taken on earth. Last so many births you have been there. See what all things you have done. And as he saw, he found two sets of footprints coming together. Then at a particular place, there was only one set of footprints. Then he told, Oh God, what is that? He told, This was the period of your life. Oh my God, that was a period when I was undergoing trials and tribulations and you simply deserted me and I believed in you. Now only I understand that you have cheated me. God patted and smiled. That was the time I carried you on my shoulders, my dear son. Those footprints are not yours, mine. See, when trials and tribulations come, we think God has forsaken us. He has not forsaken he has really taken us on his shoulders and he is carrying. There are some more incidents I have to cut short. So, Sri Ramakrishna as a Kalpataru, does he allow the sufferings to come to you or does he not allow? Does he satisfy all of your desires? Sri Ramakrishna is one of the stuti, is Sarva Mangala Mangalye Shive Sarvartha Sadike. If you sit under the Kalpataru, whatever you want, Sarvartha Sadhika, it will give. But in the case of Sri Ramakrishna, there is a divergence. Sri Ramakrishna does not give to you whatever you want. His vision is far-sighted and foresighted. Ours is short-sighted. We think this is going to do good to us. Yatta Dagre, Amrutopamam, Parinami, Vishamiva. 
I wanted to become the Prime Minister of India. Okay, God made you the Prime Minister. Now, the seat is so hot. Opposition party is so strong. All my cabinet ministers are creating a hot situation. Whether I should quit or I should sit. In such a confused brain, everywhere, all over India, chief ministers, prime minister, this minister, that ministers. So if the desire can be satisfied, tomorrow we will take it up. This also. Still, I will tell this joke to for your enjoyment. One day, two friends had gone for some trip. As it was too hot, they told, let us rest under the tree. And it was an amalaki tree, that small amala. And as they were sitting, that small amalaki fell on the forehead of a man. And he took it and he told, oh, it's nice. But God is so miserly, you know. He lacks brain. Why this amalaki is so smart, so small? Other fellow told, Salah, now if furnace had fallen on your head, what would have happened? <laughs> if jackfruit would have fallen on your head, God is so intelligent. Luckily, only this myrobal and amalaki fruit fell. If it had the size of a jackfruit, do you understand the grace of God? Well, yes, now I understand, oh God. So, Sri Ramakrishna does not satisfy all our desires. Lathu Maharaj, one of the favorite disciples of Sri Ramakrishna, through whom he worked his miracle of grace, one day had a spiritual realization. Immediately, Sri Ramakrishna came running to him, catching hold of his shoulder, said, Chup, 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 kar. You had a darshan of Mother Kali? Ma Kali darshan pecho? Chup, takbe, hoi choi pode jave. If people come to know that you have seen Kali, there will be great commotion here. Keep quiet, keep quiet. And he told, Do you know, when Mother is awakened, when the Kundalini is awakened, Yoga bhoga varadayini, she will give not only yoga, she will give bhoga also. Are you capable of holding the bhoga? Hi, that is a danger. And Sri Ramakrishna put his knee on the chest of Latu Maharaj and went on crushing and pressing it. And slowly removed that bhoga aspect by showering his grace. If that Sadguru is not there, when the God's grace come, yoga and bhoga both will come. He says, Mother is yoga bhoga varadayini. If bhoga comes, can we resist? Already we are running behind that. Hundreds of temptations are bombarding themselves on us. So how to save? In the life of Latu Maharaj, this happened. Sri Ramakrishna, apart from the nature of Kalpataru, saves Latu Maharaj. Swami Thuryanandaji one day was resting under a tree. Suddenly there was a blow of heavy wind. One man came, touched Swami Thuryanandaji on the shoulder and told, Hey, get up now. Swami Thuryanji simply was startled. He got up. Moment he got up and came out of the shadow of the tree, a big branch of the tree broke and fell down because of the heavy wind. He told the man who touched it was Sri Ramakrishna. So though he wanted to take rest under the shadow of the tree, Sri Ramakrishna did not allow. Not only that, in these three people's life story of Mathuranath, Hridaya Ram and Vaikuntanath Sanyal. We will take up these three cases tomorrow also. It comes under the aspect of desiring grace and deserving grace. All of us desire grace, but do we deserve grace? In the case of Kalpataru, whatever you desire, irrespective of what you deserve, it simply showers. Now if the tiger comes, that's all. 
Finish. The tiger comes and it takes the man out. Sri Ramakrishna was walking. Mathuranath saw that he was Shiva and Durga, a combination. And seeing the ecstasy of Sri Ramakrishna, Mathuranath told Baba, can you give me that ecstasy? Sri Ramakrishna warned him, no. Still he was adamant and went on pestering. Then Sri Ramakrishna rose to the level of Kalpaturu. First he was a Sadguru, he told, no. Then, as a man filled with compassion and grace, he told, okay, take it now. Sri Ramakrishna touched the chest of Mathuranath. Mathuranath became inebriated. After three days, he came weeping. Udal, Baba, I cannot contain this joy. Please take it. Kalpaturu cannot take that away. What is given? Articles once purchased and built cannot be taken back. <laughs> Sri Ramakrishna again touched and Mathuranath became the natural bhogi. To a bhogi, if yoga is given, he cannot hold it. So here we find Sri Ramakrishna excelling the Kalpataru also. Hridayaram also pestered Sri Ramakrishna for this divine vision. Sri Ramakrishna touched. And Hridayaram became mad. Oh, all of you please come, my mama is God. He has come to liberate all of you, Sri Ramakrishna told Sala. Will spoil the whole drama. He immediately touched and everything vanished. And on January 1st, which we celebrate as a Kalpataru day, where Sri Ramakrishna exhibited his divine quality as a Kalpataru, he conferred his grace on everyone except one man. Even on Akshay, who composed the Punti, on whom Sri Ramakrishna never conferred his grace, whenever Akshay will come to, what is his name? Akshay Kumar, na? Akshay Kumar Sen. Sri Ramakrishna will take his legs away from him. He will not allow Akshay Kumar to touch his leg. But he used to feel very much hurt and wounded. But he kept continuing to Sri Ramakrishna. On that day, Sri Ramakrishna called, Akshay, come and touch my feet now. Because he had become a Kalpataru. There was a man by the name Vaikuntanath Sanyal. Sri Ramakrishna told, you are not yet ready. Now Kakun should not be broken. He told, no, oh Lord, you are giving your grace to all. Please confer your blessings on me also. As he was adamant and went on pestering, Sri Ramakrishna touched him. And within a second, there was an instantaneous transformation. Everywhere Vaikuntanath beheld, beheld Sri Ramakrishna. All over this universe, everywhere Sri Ramakrishna, Sri Ramakrishna, Sri Ramakrishna. A tube light, which is of 40 watts, if 100 watts enters, what will happen? Within two, three days, Vaikuntanath could not bear and contain the grace he had received. He came, fell at the feet of Sri Ramakrishna and told, please release me from the divine grace. Look at the miraculous story. People run for grace. Here, Sri Ramakrishna devotees, they say, please release us from the grace. Sri Ramakrishna touched and he was released. And he told, at the time of death, this vision will come and help you. Till that time, you will have a memory of this vision. So, this Twin faces of Sri Ramakrishna, the Sadhana Murti and Kripa Murti, shows us that as Sadaka, Sri Ramakrishna received abundance of grace. And that same grace Sri Ramakrishna is extending and sharing with all of us. As an avatara, he was and is even now always looking out for an opportunity to shower his grace on all of us. This Dvimukam, twin faces of Sri Ramakrishna, or the face of a spiritual aspirant 
and the beloved God in one image. Dvimurti mekam bhuvi Ramakrishna. This Dvimurti, Sadaka Murti, as well as Kripa Murti. As a Sadhana Murti, he reveals to us how we have to do Sadhana to get the grace of God. And as a Kripa Murti, he shows in what all different ways God can shower his grace on us. So today, with all our ignorance and foolishness, like a small child pestering Sri Ramakrishna, we also offer our prayerful flowers at the feet of Sri Ramakrishna. Hey Prabhu, convey your blessings, confer your grace on us. Let us not be Hridayaram or Mathuranath or Vaikuntanath Sanyal. Make us fit to receive your grace and make us a suitable recipient of your grace. Jai Shri Guru Maharaj Ki Jai. Hariyo. आत्ताच आपण शि महाराजांचं कृपामूर्ती श्री रामकृष्णा ह्याच्यावरती सुंदर प्रवचन ऐकलं आपल्या सर्वांचा आता मी जास्त वेळ घेत नाही उद्याही महाराजांचं ग्रेस ऑफ श्री रामकृष्ण ह्या विषयावरती व्याख्यान आहे वेळ तीच संध्याकाळी सात ते सात ते आठ आपल्या सर्वांना विनंती आहे की आपण अशा संख्येने आपल्या आणखी सगळ्यांना घेऊन यावं आणि इतकं सांगून मी आजचा प्रोग्राम इथे संपलास जाहीर करतो धन्यवाद